Now, Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Shara McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, located on the South Shore, and I have been working as a full-time realtor and sales and marketing consultant for home buyers and home sellers for the past 15 years. My unique approach to assisting my clients to the next chapter of their lives is driven by being a team player and by offering them continuous training, education, advising, and mentoring. Every week, I will be providing you with real estate topics ranging from home buyer and home seller advice, legal matters, insurance binders, flood insurance concerns, home inspection questions, environmental worries like radon, lead paint, and mold, mortgages and loan programs, staging tips and ideas, real estate contracts, market trends, home values, and more. It's a talk radio show, and you can follow along online. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. If you missed any of our shows, you can listen on my podcast at talkrealestateradio.com. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me regarding your home sale or your home purchase, you can connect with me anytime at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. Hello to all our South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I am joined tonight by my team member, Justin Hughes. Look at that smile. (laughs) Right now, it's just the two of us. And of course, Ben. Ben's in studio. (laughs) Well, hello, hello, everybody. Um, Sharon will be joining us shortly via Zoom. And Mary, I think, is coming to the office. She was um, coming from an appointment. Um, down at Copperwood Circle. I believe we only have one lot left, which is insane. Um, One lot and one model home left. Wait, you only have like one property available at the moment? Is that what that means? Yeah. So we have one model home that's um, almost to completion, hopefully by the end of this week, so we can start to do some open houses over there again. Um, But that's our only model home that we have left. And then we have one lot that could take a reservation, but... We've That's been there for, crazy. For some time. I feel like our baby's growing up and like we're going to send it off to college now. <laughs> <laughs> what a way That's to put like, it. Okay, weirdo. <laughs> um, yeah, but like I said, we're going to be joined by Sharon via Zoom um, and Mary, I believe, will be um, popping in once she's done with that appointment. Um, but uh, to give a little bit of a sneak peek of what we're talking about, um, Dustin, I have my handy dandy notes in front of me. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> to you. <laughs> um, so tonight we're going to be talking about um, top 10 reasons to sell your home in the winter, even during COVID. So, uh, you know, this year has been sort of crazy and a little bit different than previous years. Um, but, you know, we're, we're still thinking that it's, it's a great time to sell. Um, you know, just because it's the winter time doesn't mean, you know, to take your home off the market or to not sell. And, and we're going to go over some of the, the pros of putting it on the market, even during these crazy times. Right, Dusty? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am, Dusty, I'm 29. Huh? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not like a ma'am. When the teenagers at like uh, Stop and Shop or Shaw's or he calls me ma'am, uh, like I'm just like... <laughs> 29 years old. Okay. <laughs> you got to miss whatever you say. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so we're just sort of killing a little bit of time before uh, Lisa comes on. Lisa's uh, actually ready to go whenever you'd like, Melissa. All right, perfect. Well, uh, Lisa, this is Melissa at Boston Connect Real Estate. What is going on um, out there? I, I don't have a long commute home. I live on the other end of the street. But um, if you could just let <laughs> us know what's going on at the WAT <laughs> Center, we would love to hear from you. Well, thanks, Melissa. Route 6 West is a crash blocking the right lane at the base of the Sagamore Bridge. Blue Hills Parkway is reduced in both directions from a pedestrian crash after Highway 28. Only the left lane still gets by. The expressway southbound is jammed from Mass Ave to Columbia Road. Northbound slow from Granite Ave to Freeport Street. Then heavy from Mass Ave up to the tunnel. And Routes 3 and 24 are both good. This report is sponsored by Big Y World Class Market. Have a stress-free holiday with Big Y's holiday dinner feasts. Enjoy a turkey or ham meal with all the fixins. Just heat and eat. Call or visit your local Big Y to pre-order by November 21st. Traffic on the nines every morning. I'm Lisa DeMilo in the WATD Traffic Center. We now return to Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services on 95.9 WATD. And we are back. We are joined by the one, the only, Sharon Nakamura. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> Good. Just crazy. You running day. around. I know. I'm I know. Now I can see your face. <laughs> can you hear me okay? I'm just wondering. Yeah. Oh, I should put my volume up maybe on my Oh, I just here. realized you're wearing headphones too. Yeah, I am actually. I got some new headphones. They're wireless. So, yeah, I figured I would, you know, be cool like Dustin. <laughs> Style and profiling. Yeah. So um yeah, so I'm in my home office here. Um and uh just gonna be doing the next couple shows probably remotely from here. So um just getting ready for Thanksgiving and I am having my parents over. So this was a choice that I made uh just to keep my family safe. Um it, it does not by any means think that I'm not thinking that everyone in the office is being safe. It's just, you know, when you have elderly parents with compromised you know, um, situations that, you know, you just want to, I want to be able to enjoy Thanksgiving and eat stuffing until I pass out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So tonight's show, who wants to give, uh, Dustin, do you want to give us just a little update on what we're doing and what you planned for us? Yeah, Melissa briefly mentioned it before, but we're just talking about the pros of selling your home in the winter and especially this one and they are abundant it's it's interesting too the, the first thing you always hear anytime you're speaking <laughs> i like that <laughs> they are abundant someone's they always asks is it a seller's market or is it a buyer's market and it's just it's usually not as black and white in that as that and the good thing to know is all these pros we're talking about for selling your home in the market a lot of them have to do with the benefits of being a buyer right now you're mm -hmm. not, you're not stuck. You're not running out of options or in the middle of nowhere. It's a good time for everyone. And that's what mm -hmm. everyone's saying. If, if you are looking to buy or sell, there are plenty you're of not, pros. You're not stuck. Mm -hmm. You're not yeah. running out of options or in the middle of nowhere. Oh, sorry. My, um, I'm just everyone. doing my Facebook. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, yeah. Melissa, were you able to get on? No, I can't see it. 
Okay. Um, so we'll have to ask if, if anybody's on Facebook and is uh, friends with Sharon Costa McNamara, um, if you can see our video, just, you know, give us a little wave and Sharon can see it. I'm unfortunately not able to share it, but um, hopefully maybe she might be able to from her phone. But, um, but yeah, so that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, you know, and, and sort of, like I said earlier, it, just because it's the winter, you don't have to be afraid. I mean, I'm a winter baby, so I love the winter. Um, I, even though fall's my jam, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I think that you know it doesn't really matter what time of year to put your to put your house on the market. I mean, people are always going to be selling; they're always going to be buying. So, uh, you know, we'll get into the more reasons of why I, you know we all feel like the winter has more um, serious buyers in there. But but that's sort of the gist and and obviously we're getting into winter uh you know i don't know if we're gonna have any more beautiful 70 degree days anymore like like last week but um so this is sort of an appropriate topic to be talking about tonight don't you think <laughs> and we'll be on next week so next week is thanksgiving and one of the things that i thought that we could do is a top 10 uh list of things to be grateful for in 2020 even though uh, we had COVID, so maybe we can have our listeners participate with us. It doesn't have to be about real estate, actually. I think it would just be maybe a fun show for us uh, right before we start the holidays. Um, and I'd love to get people's response on what they're thankful for. And then maybe that's what we'll do for next week's show is just have people calling in throughout the show saying, hey, I'm thankful and grateful for this. So that's my favorite part of Thanksgiving. And one of the things that we do at our dinner table is we go around the table and say um what we are especially thankful for in that year so um it's a great idea yeah so that's what we'll do next next week so we'll make sure mel that we'll give everybody our information at the end of the show and throughout at the top of the seven o'clock hour uh so people can send us email us uh text us whatever uh yeah. so we can talk about the top 10 i'm curious if a lot of people will say the same thing yeah you know yeah i'm excited i mean it's gonna be fun results yeah what's that it's going to be fun and exciting results. Yeah, I, I think so. Ben, why don't you start us off? What's one thing off the top of your head? You can come up with another one next week. What's oh, one I can you come can up with a couple probably. What am I most grateful for here on in 2020 with everything going on? Hmm, I think I'm grateful humanity still exists, to be honest with you guys. <laughs> I'm just happy that we're it still does. here. Good. I feel like with all the things that have transpired recently... We're heading in a decent direction, maybe. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful yeah. for that. Yeah. Well, what's great is the, you know, the, the fill-in automatic response. What do you think for? Oh, family. You're with family. You say family, and now it's truer more than ever. You've been hearing people say that from the beginning of COVID till now that they're grateful to have the opportunity to spend time with family when you're not able to travel, not able to see other people, go out, do whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. Like I said, we, we've preached on it before. Everyone's taking advantage of for simpler sure. things. For sure. I agree that people probably every year say, oh, I'm grateful for my family. I'm thankful for my family just because they feel as if they have to say it because, yes. you know. <laughs> I used to call but people out like that. Are, are you exactly. grateful for them, though? I mean, maybe this year people are even more grateful for their health if they've been fortunate enough to, to not mm -hmm or not, you know, have COVID or, or get over COVID or anything like that. So uh -huh. I feel like a lot of people will say help. 
That's awesome. So that's going to be our show for next week. So to all of our listeners, make sure you take down our phone number. So on your way home from work next week after Lisa gives you probably an easy drive next week, um, call us at the studio, 781-837-4900, and Ben will uh, send you on through to us. This week, again, we're talking about the top 10 um reasons to you know why selling your home in the winter months is a good idea even during covid so uh we have a good list that we started here with so who wants to start the show dusty you can yeah i'll get us going we'll, we'll start at 10 and we'll get down to the the meat of it eventually but it's an interesting thing you know dealing with these lists or what's beneficial what's not there are a lot of positive things to show about houses in new england that are suited for the winter uh-huh. And so we're looking at number 10 right now, show your home's winter readiness. There is an exterior and interior, certainly pros that you can think about that you probably take pride in that doesn't get the limelight in the summer. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Well, give us a couple. I agree with that. Fireplaces. I've yeah. walked into so many houses and see these ginormous fireplaces and I'm like, that is beautiful. But I'm like, it's also 80 degrees out. And I really don't care about your fireplace. <laughs> and not- Sorry, not to cut you off, but usually when we're doing an open house or a showing or something, like when somebody sees the fireplace, one of the first questions is, does the fireplace work? And, uh-huh. yeah, um, you know, we... 99.9% of the time, we know the answer. Um, but, you know, we never want to be like, oh, yeah, I probably should have asked that. But in the wintertime, you would probably know. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it's right. even one of those things before they even ask, they, they go, does the fireplace work? Like figuring out if it does or not, if it's just for show. It's when you walk in and see the fireplace, you don't, your first impression isn't, does it work or not? It's, wow, I love that fireplace. I could envision that working. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at like some of the things that they suggested in this um, article that we were reading, um, which I, I would, it, I didn't even think about it, but like the, the way that the house faces. So like if the sun is in the, um, like in the front of the house in the afternoon, it melts all the snow and like, see how the driveway is. So you can see that, you know, the snow is, is falling off or, or, or there's no freezing or anything like that. I didn't even really think about that. Mm-hmm. That's one thing um, in a home inspection that Steve Cook had actually taught me uh, years ago was that, you can tell if a house doesn't have enough insulation in the attic because if you do drive by a house and there's no snow on the roof, that means the heat from the second floor or first floor if you're just on one level is rising up into the attic, warming the roof so the snow on the roof is melting. So if you see a roof that has a lot of snow on it, chances are it has a lot of insulation in there as well. That's a good one. It's a good trick, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think about that every winter since I started with you because you <laughs> my first year and I'm like, oh. and, and like if I'm in the car with Mary, you, she'll like point it out and I'll be like, all right, relax. Like, oh, they have, they have more insulation in there. Like, okay. <laughs> we need to like reel it in a little bit and like start to talk about other things. <laughs> yeah. um, but but uh, something else is like, Typically, you don't know that like things are wrong with your roof or your heating system until the winter time because if if you didn't rain, which it, I feel like it's been raining for the past eight years, um, nonstop. 
you know, you're not getting a lot of um, like moisture or like water on top of your roof. So like once it starts to snow, like you may get um, what are they called? Uh, you know, things, ice dams and stuff like ice that. Dams. But like you might not even know that you need a roof because A, you're not looking up and being like, oh yeah, I need to think I need a new roof or a heating system. You're not using your heating system in the summertime. So, you know, it, it sort of um, brings up, you know, possibilities of things needing to be, um, you know, changed or replaced. Not to say these are hard selling points or, you know, things that are really going to make the deal, but when you tell someone you updated your heating system six months ago and it's July 15th, it just doesn't resonate the same way as having a brand new heating system when you walk in the door and it's 14 degrees outside. Yeah. And so again, this isn't, you know, the end all be all to, to get your house sold, but sometimes there are pros that you could certainly try to accentuate when you're looking to put it on. Well, Mm -hmm. like what popped into my head when you just said that is like, oh, okay, like it's July or August. Like I have a new heating system. Like we got it six months ago. All right, but you haven't been using it for the past couple of months because you haven't had the heat on. So like, then you're like, all right, well, it's new, but do we fully know that it works and it functions and all that stuff? So um, I feel like that is sort of, you know, something to think about you know, when you're replacing all of these things or um, having them serviced, um, it sort of should make the most sense to the buyer. You know, what's more appealing to the buyer? Did you just get it serviced? I feel like that's that's appealing or, you know, mm-hmm. rather than, oh, I got my heating system, you know, serviced in the middle of the summer. And you know, <laughs> like, it's like, okay. <laughs> um, but it just like brings up it brings up other questions. And yes, the summertime can bring up questions that, you know, possibly wouldn't come up in the wintertime as well. So they sort of off balance each other. But, um, but again, obviously we're, we're heading into the winter. So that's what we're talking about. I don't know if the story about the septic system in the driveway was on the radio, but when we were going over these articles, I was laughing out loud when they talked about like the advantage of, you know, maybe a smaller driveway or one that gets sun and not having to worry about it with the snow and just thinking about, making the driveway bigger. Yeah. I think that story will stick in my mind forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry, I was just trying to get everything up on Facebook. So Mel, you can try to see if you can see any of that. I don't know if I did it right or wrong. Um, I think that another thing too, with you know showing your home's winter readiness, I think that it's really telltale too is, the opposite of what you were just saying, Dustin, about, oh, I go in and there's a fireplace and it's like, well, what do I care about that that when it's 90 degrees out in, in the summer? Think about now there's a swimming pool in the backyard and um, it's winter, but the person doesn't look like, you know, doesn't have a nice cover on it. It doesn't look like the person took the time to rake up all the leaves, all those suggestions we had given a couple of weeks ago. It w- really will be telltale of what type of a buyer I mean, seller client you're working with, if you can see that they're not taking care of things on the exterior of the home to prepare themselves for the winter. So if they're not taking care of the exterior, chances are they're not taking care of the interior either. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And everyone else, they might look at the roof that we've, you know, talked about, but I always, and I've always done this even before I started working in an office, was like, I always looked at people's driveways because 
I automatically always think of, okay, how could I get my car out of that driveway? Because <laughs> I'm a terrible driver and uh, I'm afraid of ice and like slipping because I've done that before. Uh, and I always think like, okay, is it a steep driveway? How do you get all the snow out? What do you like? How do you make sure that there's no, you know, ice and that your car doesn't slip or you don't slip or anything like that? Like I always look at that. And so I feel like in the wintertime, it's it's easy when you're showing or seeing a property, like you're able to see the conditions that you would possibly have to deal with while, while living there. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, it would be, you know, you have a short driveway, so not a whole lot to take care of there, you know, in the winter time, if it's a long driveway or a steep driveway or anything, um, you know, you got to sort of have that in your mental, mental head too. I think something to think about there too, though, is if you have a buyer's agent working with you, then if you are looking at a house in the summer and you're on a driveway that has a very steep pitch, that buyer's agent would maybe say to you, hey, you should probably take into effect about this driveway so you can think about it before you have mm -hmm. to really be maneuvering it. So um, that is something though i have re i have had people say to me we're definitely selling our house in the summer because we don't want people to think about what they have to do in the winter <laughs> so <laughs> um that's a little deceptive people so we don't want people doing that mm -hmm. um a couple of weeks ago we had a good show on things to do to prepare your home for the fall i think you know next week we'll do what we're thankful for and maybe the week after that what we can do is you know what are the obligations of a seller when they do sell their home in the winter months so we can talk more about like the shoveling and the responsibilities of all that when we're doing open houses hello mary baker hi i knew i was going to be like coming in on two wheels but i rushed here <laughs> i got here how are you guys Yay. doing we're doing any better we would be on vacation that I've been trying to do since March. <laughs> maybe not. In, maybe not in COVID 2020. Not not but during COVID. No. We'll just do 2020. We'll call 2020 a wash and prepare for mm -hmm. 2021. Yeah, there was a lot of good things that happened in 2020, but um, you know, oh, I, I think. That. Yeah. So, are we ready to go on to the comfort factor, or yeah. was that okay? Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that it, it ties in nicely with what we were just talking about, but more so in regards to home decor, how you're taking care of it. You can put yourself or your house in a great light and it's very easy to make it feel attractive, make it feel homey. We always talk about they, people looking at your house want to envision themselves in it and they want to be happy and they want to be comfortable. And it's a tremendous opportunity in the winter to essentially cozy up. It's... Mm -hmm a good light to put your house in. Yes. I agree. I always think houses look a little bit um, more welcoming, more cozier. Like I like fall decorations or holiday decorations. It's kind of very warming. You know, I, I see a lot of people who, um, when you show houses, they put their gas fireplaces on. They kind of leave, like leave all the lights on, have the tree lit up, put the gas fireplace on, have a candle lit, not too many, just one. Um, mm -hmm. Get nice and cozy. And not to say a larger house can't be cozy and welcoming, but if someone has indecision, they, they think their house may be too small, they're, they're really unsure, it's a, it's a great opportunity to make it comfortable, make it homey. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot like with lights, if you think about all the things that you can do with lights, other than just putting it on a holiday tree, 
Um, if you do have, you know, people are doing so many, there's so many great ones out there right now, like twinkly things like in jars and stuff like that, that sort of cause, you know, creates that coziness too. Mm -hmm. And that's really about, you know, selling your home and looking at a home. I think that this goes both ways is the seller's job and obligation really should be to try to create that ambiance for the buyer because the buyer wants to envision themselves there and doing those things. Hopefully they don't just get the jar and the twinkle lights and move somewhere else. They pick your house. <laughs> <I'm> like, <"Ooh, laughs> I like that idea. Mm, exactly. Yep. Um, what are some of the other things? From a comfort, like a comfort factor. Comfort and cozy. I feel like it brings us back to that show that we did, I think last year about the five senses. Mm. Mm. Oh, so that was a like good one. Smell, like you walk into someone's home and, you know, you smell, you know, the the dinner that they made or the lunch that they made or something like they're cook making cookies or or if you go to Mary's sister's house, she bakes cookies for us. I was literally uh, just thinking house. of like the Christmas, the Christmas cookie candle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or if you're one of our past clients and received uh, candles and we have another day of delivering as well. But um, Mark made me dinner tonight. If you buy <laughs> some candles, you can light those. Um, but hopefully we're the ones selling the house if you're planning on it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> um, so I feel like it, it feels like, I feel like it goes back to the five senses. Like, you know, mm -hmm. when you, you get like your sense of smell, it brings back memories, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so say, you know, you used to bake cookies with, you know, your grandmother or you, you know, your mother used to cook Sunday dinner every, like, you know, like it, it just brings you back to like a, a, a good part, mm. hopefully, um, a good memory. Um, yeah. so. And the other thing too is people like, have, <laughs> people have to spend a lot of time in their house. I have, I have a lot of word signs around my house and the office. Um, I don't know. They're just sort of inspirational to me, but I have one that says, let's stay home. And I think it was probably in June. I said, I am selling this as soon as this is over. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Did you bring this upon us with your sign? Uh, maybe I don't know. One year, a client gave me a little snowman that they did in like a craft class and ceramics class, and it said "Let it snow." I'm not even kidding. That was 2015, the year it snowed like oh, yeah. it was crazy. I was like, I'm throwing this thing away. But I mean, that's another way to sort of create that sort of warmth and coziness is with some words and just like like there's no place like home or whatever little signs yeah, like that. It's mm. so funny you have a let's stay home because I have a pillow on my bed that says let's run away. <laughs> <laughs> like it's cute. Like it's I like have a, nothing. I have, it's just I'll like, trade you. Like, I'll trade you together. You know, but uh, yeah, it's no. too very conflicting <laughs> over there. Maybe don't have that in the same house. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. work. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So that's that's all I have to say about that one. Anyone else about that one? Or should we move on? Let's move on. Okay. Well, one thing, actually, I want to make a note too, is like, even just look at Dustin's apartment right now, like Dustin is big into his plants and stuff like that. Even though plants don't aren't cozy, they're very homey. Mm -hmm. So that's another good tip for sellers is, you know, if you're good with, you know, natural plants, I, on the other hand, am, am not. If you have a green thumb and they're still all alive. <laughs> no, but I did buy this cute little thing. Oh my, oh my god! It's a succulent. That's so mm -hmm. cute. Oh, it's fake. It's fake. Oh. It will be that way forever. 
um, yeah, but other things like that, I think. If anybody is listening tonight, that would be wonderful that we are not just talking to ourselves. Uh, we have Bennett Studio, 781-837-4900. If you have any ideas of um, how to keep your home cozy over the winter and any other good tips about uh, why it's a good time to sell your house, uh, we're only on number eight right now, on number nine right now. So we have a big list to go, but feel free to call uh, 781-837-4900. I got one for you guys real quick. I'll add to the list. Okay. Here's a little tip and trick. And I, I live in a condo situation. So we have a slider door that goes to the balcony. So here's the little trick. And uh, I'll give the credit to my lady actually on this one. Uh, she came <laughs> up with this brilliant idea. Bubble wrap. She took some bubble wrap. And on the glass itself of the doors and the sliding portion, she took a lightly wetted uh, cloth and just you know put a light layer of water on the glass. And then the bubble wrap went right up the glass. The water hung onto it. It froze in place right there. And the insulation, I cannot tell you the difference that it made in just a few like an hour, I'd say an hour, and the whole really? side of the room. It was like, where did she, where did she learn how to do that? Honestly, honest answer. Yeah, I think it was Pinterest. Really, that is a really creative idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I was so impressed. I was like, so let's try this with the windows in the bedroom and just everywhere that there's glass. And sure enough, it became so cost effective so efficient we still have the same pieces of bubble wrap i am actually pretty sure i'm putting them up tonight when i get home <laughs> <laughs> so what it, then when it, it's not cold anymore it slides down like what happens so the only thing i noticed was uh if there was a, a you know a temperature difference up down up down as it does happen in new england sometimes mm -hmm. um the moisture lock might let go and you know the bubble wrap might slowly it was actually it was funny i was sitting in the chair and all of a sudden i hear this slow creeping scent. Like, something's just like, what is this? Something's coming at me. Or Come to find out it was the bubble wrap slowly rolling itself down the glass. So, that was an interesting noise oh I did God. not expect. Yeah, that's a good way to do it, though. But yeah, and so honestly, just about uh, put a nice amount of water on the glass and then the, the bubble wrap material, whether it's... Now, we use the, the moderate size, but, you know, there's different sizes of bubble wrap. You got the little itty-bitty ones, the huge bubble pockets. We had the medium-sized ones. Worked pretty well. Uh, I think the small ones will also work just as effectively because you can go flat against the glass with that. So that's so uh, Ben. This would be my problem though. I'd have a couple glasses of wine, and I love to pop bubble wrap. So <laughs> I would be so <laughs> I'd be up at the window. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> Good news, Sharon. If you pop the bubbles, it still does the job. It insulates the room regardless. <laughs> so it's oh, all good. so it acts as insulation and activities. It absolutely and does. Fun. Great for the kids. Keep it away from the you pets, though. A, you can make a Connect Four. Like you. Oh, there's so many things you could do. With oh this. my like, goodness! Get the markers. You could do Connect Four. You could do TikTok. Oh, this just okay. got great. So yeah, add that to the list. That's uh, Ben's contribution from the uh, Book of Useless Facts uh, a 20, <laughs> 2021 edition coming out soon. Make sure to grab one on Amazon. Perfect. Well, that sounds great. Learn something I didn't know. Absolutely. Awesome. What is our next one that we're going to talk about? Year-end financial bonuses and payouts. Hmm. I'll take okay. eight. Someone say something. I, I said I'll take eight. <laughs> Let us pray that everyone gets this this year so our buyers can continue to buy. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's it. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. It's, I mean, with low interest rates, it, it, like that could be the difference between being ready to buy and having to wait and having all the kind of this 
I don't like I don't want to say pent up anger, but really not having much to do over the last eight months. This might be essentially what you're looking forward to. You're no longer looking forward to vacation. You're looking forward to that year end bonus you know you're getting because it can be a down payment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's some, a good one. Some of those bonuses are hefty. I know. I know a couple of people, but. Yeah, that's exactly it. If you have the ability, if um, so, it might open the buyer pool a little bit more. So you might have an influx of um, financially secure buyers potentially mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Um, yep a seller pool, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I like yep, that. I think that's a good one. Yeah. So that's again, our tips are for our sellers and why we think selling your home during the winter market is a good idea and there will be more, what Dustin's saying with this one is, there will be more people at the end of the year that have a bigger chunk of money that they can put down for a down payment, which mm-hmm. is good. Keeps them yeah. more secure. Exactly. Yeah. And I might, good be, one. I might be skipping ahead on this one, uh, but like uh, it just popped into my head. Um, like if you, everyone thinks of like January or the new year is like starting over, starting fresh, starting new. So, you know, potentially someone can be like, all right, well, 2020, like, you know, wasn't as great as I thought it was going to be. Or the, like they had created a list of what it is. Like, I feel like a lot of people realize this year that what is most important in life and what they want to do and sort of um, moving forward. It's like, what action steps can I do to do that? And if, you know, potentially moving is on, you know, that list, I feel like in like come January or the new year, quote unquote, it's like, that's when people are like, all right, let's, let's put this in motion. Like, let's, Mm -hmm. let's get serious about this because I know I make resolutions. I don't always follow through with them, but for a while I'm pretty serious about (laughs) it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But obviously something like a huge purchase, like a home, um, you know, people, you know, generally follow through with that, um, you know, if they're, if they're able to. And that's the other thing too. I had talked on one of our other shows. Sorry, Dustin, if I just cut you off. Um, but right now, this is, you know, for sellers thinking, I mean, the market and the prices are still very, very good right now. We may not be getting that, you know, 50 offers in, you know, over asking tremendously, but it's still very busy out there because there are a lot of buyers and limited uh, properties on the market. But I think that, um, oh, I'm not going to skip ahead, am I? <laughs> about winter brings it oh, um okay so i wasn't i'm not going to say what i was going to say it's down lower mm-hmm. oh well i'll tell you this right now uh good update story of the day chris ryan the new agent at boston connect real estate had his first listing had open houses this past weekend and is in the process right now with his client of picking between seven offers he received wow seven that's great yeah, yeah. i went to the they open house on sunday it. oh they did accept they one. did accept an offer today congrats Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Right. Good for him. Yeah, exactly. A week before Thanksgiving and the buyers are surely out there. Yes. Oh, I know. I was going to say, that reminds me because he is probably one of them. Right now, it, why the sellers should be thinking about it is because the millennial generation is definitely the generation that, you know, they were staying at home longer. They were saving longer. They make very serious decisions. They do all of this research. They're ready to purchase a home now. So, that's another reason why uh, buyers should consider. They don't care what time of year it is. Um, they just know when they're ready. Mm. That, that's why the year end bonus type of thing really resonates with me. It's, it's interesting to have 
a population of first-time home buyers who prior to purchasing their first home already have so many financial responsibilities. So for the 12 months out of the year, they're already committing money, whether it's rent, loans, bills, or whatnot, that that has to be accounted for all year. So what's now mm-hmm. coming in is not to say it's it's free money, it's extra, it's nothing, or they're not thinking about it, but they already are forced to budget and really take care of their money, whether they are or not. But it's it, it's to a lot of people, it does seem like a, a, a true bonus. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, Dustin, that's actually a really nice little segue for um, me to talk a little bit on December 10th, um, I believe is going to be the date from 6 to 8 p.m. We're going to be doing a webinar with Alyssa McNamara-Reed from McNamara Financial. She also has a radio show every Saturday and Sunday morning on WATD uh, called Talk, what is it? McNamara Financial, (laughs) McNamara Money. (laughs) McNamara money. And um, a couple of weeks ago, we did have a caller um, sort of call in through Facebook and said, what do I do? Do I, um, as a millennial, do I take care of my college debt? Do I take care of credit card debt? Not that she said that, but credit card debt. Um, do I save? Do I put it towards my retirement? So we're going to be having a webinar on that. Um, we're going to have a couple people in the office as well, but because of COVID, that will be limited. But uh, we'll be doing a big thing on a big push out for that too. So for our listeners who want to listen to that show, again, that will be December 10th from 6 to 8 p.m. So yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Well, it's a mm-hmm. it's a good point, and the like the reason that we're talking about that too is because a lot of not even millennials, but even, you know, somebody who's looking to retire doesn't necessarily know, do I put more money down and pay off my mortgage and, mm-hmm. and live, you know, mortgage free, or do I start, or do I start putting more toward, um, more away towards retirement? So it's like, what is the most benefit for you in that given point in time of life? So mm-hmm. just a perfect. Thought. Good, good, good. What's next? New parents looking to upgrade. That's a good one. Busting out of the seams. Christmas babies. September is undoubtedly, no questions asked, the most popular month for newborns. Really? Followed by, I think, August and October. So that quarter of the year is... Is that because of Valentine's Day? Did you do some research on this? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like... Uh, yeah, because it's because of Valentine's Day. Well, I'm an October baby, so that means I was like a, a November. Jan- J- January, end of December, January. No, January, oh. January, February. <laughs> oh no, I know Super Bowl, Super Bowl in 1988 okay. for my mom. Okay. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> we went, we went down, it's been a long day from here. We went down a little wormhole. Sorry, guys. Now you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a. Um, I was going to say, it's just a good one for, there's, as whatever you want to say is the con or reluctancy to put it on, there's, there's always going to be people out there looking. And especially these are the types of home buyers that stay in the market throughout the fall and winters, people need to move out of necessity. And for a lot of people who have newborns, it's a necessity. They can't, they can't stay in their condo. They can't stay in the small house. They, they want to go to a different, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a, I don't want to say it's a recreational activity buying, but they need to move. Whether yeah. it's in December or next spring, they're looking for the next possible opportunity. Yeah. 
they don't have well i think the point of that is they don't have a choice they don't have an opportunity to stay where they're at so it's forcing them into the market regardless of the time of year regardless of the harsher conditions you know or or you know it getting darker earlier mm-hmm. you know they still have to be out there and they still have to be pounding the pavement for the comfortability of their own family yeah and not is no one's looking to take advantage of people or no one's getting reckless with their money but if they need to move they need to pay what they can afford to move where they want to go essentially or the best they can do so it's you have buyers that aren't just getting their feet wet they like you said there's no other option they have to move Mm -hmm. so kind of compounding effect on what you were saying before with lower inventory and i I missed that portion i did listen in the car though Um, (laughs) lower inventory and buyer demographic and kind of situationally what they're what they need to do mm-hmm. um, making them maybe not necessarily a little less picky um, but more willing to accept you know that they're it's not the perfect house but they can do things to it exactly the, the type of buyers they, you want yeah. to be dealing with the ones who aren't on the verge of walking away at all times the, the ones who are themselves trying to make it work just as much as you are Oh, that's a good way to put it. Mutually motivated. Yeah, I like that. Mutually motivated. I like that saying. Mutually beneficial and mutually motivated. Mutually Mm -hmm. motivated. Towards (laughs) the same opportune goal. Nice. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Anything else about that one? No, we'll keep going. And I I like this (laughs) next one. I like especially how it pertains to... 2020 where we're at right now hmm. corporate relocation similar to what we were talking about year in financials a lot of the stuff we are bringing up winter spring it's usually kind of weather dependent financial year ends on the same day every year that's never going to change money allocation that's never going to change corporate relocation a lot of leases changes being made for the new year so you find a lot of people who are mutually motivated who, <laughs> They have to move. Yeah. Their office is moving. They're being moved to a different office. They And now with 2020, maybe they don't have to go to the office. It's kind of the other end of the spectrum. But a lot of significant changes will tend to happen on January 1st. Absolutely. And I actually know that this is one that Sharon really likes. Um, she, talks a, <laughs> she talks a lot about... Um, CEOs of kind of bigger companies making a lot of moves come that January, and especially where Boston ends up being the hub of a lot of different industries. Like we're kind of we're we have a lot of really good colleges, and we have healthcare, financial. Um, you know, we have State Street. There's a lot of moves in and of that um, time of year. So relos tend to be really really heavy in the beginning of any fiscal year, right? Um, and relocation companies, you might be getting somebody out from Arizona coming out to Boston, but they want to look in the suburbs because they still want, you know, a nice little area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We tend to see a lot of higher end properties actually sell um, at the end of the year too. So I know that we've had clients in the past, Mary, who have said that to us is that they're a little nervous about putting it on the market now um, because they're worried about that, but it is a really good time. The thing with relocation as well is, um, you know, those we're on the market. So um, a relocation agent um, 
has a buyer, they swoop in in one weekend, they look at 10 houses, they make their choice and they're ready to move in when the kids are on school vacation. So um, that's how it works fast and furious with the relocation people. Good point. When you say mutually motivated, even more so than the first demographic we're talking about where, you know, maybe you could make it work with your family in the small space. There's no room for error here. Your start date is this day. And I mean, you can't commute from the other side of the country. So mm -hmm. you're in. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's one of those things where if, in terms of relocation or changes with jobs, if it's a serious enough job that, I mean, you're picking up your family and moving, it's serious enough to not want the additional hassle and struggles and worries of moving while it's happening. It's, I need to be situated. We need to be ready to go. So come day one, this is past. I think that this will be interesting for us to track this year too, is I wonder if we will see a little bit of a downtick on this just because so many people are working remotely. Yeah. That's do, do people, yeah. Do people yeah. actually have to move anymore? No, I could be sitting in Chicago and be doing this right now and you wouldn't know any different. Yeah. What is the demand for relocation if there is no, no. like how much one-on-one -on -one do you really have to have? Do you really, is it a hundred percent necessary to always be uprooting your children and starting new <laughs> schools and doing all that? Potentially no. Yeah, no. Yeah. So, which is not going to be good for the cities, by the way. I mean, we see all this commercial property. I mean, I was at Dustin and Casey's about a month ago and walking through and there's so much commercial property that's available and apartments for rent, condos for rent, like everything. And one condo I did go into that was having an open house, I'm always curious. And, um, you know, just to see how other agents, you know, conduct their open houses and things like that. And she was telling me, you know, the, the seller is very, very eager, very, very motivated. They're, they're just relocating back home because he basically can work remotely now. So there's no need for him to have to stay there. But looks like we're at the top of the hour right now. So we're going to get a news update from WATD and we will be right back. South Shore's first choice for live team coverage of breaking news, emergency traffic, and severe weather. 95.9 WATD-FM Marshfield and 95.9 WATD.com. On 95.9 WATD. And we are back. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable with Boston Connect Real Estate's broker team. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I am joined tonight by my team members, Mary Baker. Hi, I'm here. Dustin Hughes. Also here. And Sharon Neckmer. Here. here. <laughs> <laughs> we were worried for a second. We're like, roll call. Uh, roll call, everyone. <laughs> Present. I was trying to do Instagram. You know okay. I'm not fast at all that. <laughs> um, Tonight, we are talking about, um, you know, 10, you know, good reasons to put your house on the market. Uh, that's tonight's show. But if you want to listen to any of our past shows, you can go to talkrealestateroundtable.com. Listen to any of our past shows. You can go to your podcast app and search Talk Real Estate Roundtable. You can search all of our names because we're so famous. Uh, you can find everything on there. Um, you can follow us on social media. So Facebook and Instagram. Um, our team name is McNamara Broker Team, or you can follow 
follow or and you can follow uh, Boston Connect Real Estate. Um, we're live on Facebook. Hi, everybody. Um, Facebook friends. We're live on Facebook. And then um, Ben's in the studio, 781-837-4900. So give us a call if you want to um, participate in our conversation tonight or you just want to say hi or have anything you want to talk about. Maybe you have a reason we hadn't thought of. Yeah. Add to our list. Give us a reason. <laughs> I don't know. I made that up. Give us a reason. <laughs> Anyways, I'm feeling a little goofy and I'm getting a headache, so I'm hungry. Um, but, Mark made me a great dinner. That's why I had my TV. I had everything shut off because I have carrots, asparagus, and hopefully uh, Sam's chicken. Hopefully hmm? Sam's making us dinner. If not, I'm making dinner <laughs> when I get home. <laughs> um, Who knows? But anyways. Um, all right. So let's jump back into it. So I think we're on reason number five. Yeah. We're I was talking there. to Sharon about this one earlier. And we liked it because it's not something that originally comes to mind. I I think it, you know, the things on the top of your mind, you don't want to really admit or think about your industry not firing on all cylinders at all times. But the prospect of loans closing faster and being mm. processed mm -hmm. quicker during the winter is a legitimate, legitimate pro that doesn't really get brought up much. I actually think that's a really good one. Mm -hmm. um, just from the sense of, okay, everybody's been hearing us talk for weeks about how appraisals are taking a little bit longer and the underwriting process is taking a little bit longer. These appraisers are complete, are not appraisers, but um, loan officers are inundated with the amount of workload that they have from all of the buyers and how fast paced the market is. Well, even just a little bit of a slowdown would help them catch up slash get ahead slash get more on a traditional normal timeline from where we are right now. The last appraiser I was with, we were talking on our way out and she was just ecstatic that she knew for the rest of the week that she'd have the opportunity to get the one she was doing that day and the next day done on time. And like, that was really almost her, her new norm expectation. She's like, I'm just happy that I'm going to be caught up before the end of the week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's been tough. I mean, it's, it's been a tough year all around. Um, but I feel like, you know, we, we have been sort of waiting on the appraisals, waiting on sort of people to catch up. And us, we're so fast paced that we're like, no, 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 no. Like, this is the timeline. This is how it should be. This is, you know, what what should be happening. Um, so it's a little frustrating on our end. But, you know, that's, that's when we sort of get into the mode of how can we do everybody's job? <laughs> but at some <laughs> point we have to be like, all right, everyone needs to do their own jobs. Not our lane. Not our lane. Well, I think a lot of... Um a lot of the people, not just the appraisers, but like think about the attorneys. I mean, we're very fortunate with the attorneys that we work with that they're, you know, very proactive with us. And I can't think of any time that we've been behind because of something our attorney has not been able to get to. But I know that there are definitely times when other attorneys, you know, they do get busy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some of, you know, the thing, one thing I did notice this year too is, um, and no offense to these attorneys, I think everyone deserves their time off when they get their time off. But when we got super busy, I know that there were some attorneys that, um, you know, clock off at 5 p.m. or 12 p.m. on Fridays. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be away from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'll be back in the office on Tuesday. You know, like, I saw a lot more of that this year, don't you think, Mary? Well, I, I agree. And I think it's probably... I could be entirely wrong, but it's probably because the, you know, uh, 
cross-country vacations or out-of-country vacations weren't happening mm. so readily this year. So it's like, yeah, that's good all point. right, when I get an opportunity to take a three-day or four-day weekend, that's what I'm going to do versus taking a two-week vacation and mm-hmm. my paralegal is going to cover for me or, or, or whatever, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. But I agree, yeah. 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 But I think everybody throughout the whole process, I mean, even if you think about, you know, Steve Cook uh, from Imperial Inspection Services, like he's great. He's worth waiting for, uh, by the way. But if you're doing a 10 day, 10 day time period on your purchase and sales agreement and you can't get an inspection until day 10, now your PNS is going to be extended. So um, I think right now it is a good time because I feel like everybody's at this pace of, like, oh, I can actually breathe, you know? Uh, oh, I'm going to have lunch. That's this, great. This winter particularly too, it's not, let's say, a metric you can track or anything you think of, but going from very busy to slowing down, you're doing everything right. You're trying to stay organized. And when it slows down, you see this opportunity where you can stay organized, but with much more time. It's not normal to slow where things kind of fall to the wayside or you don't think about everyone that we work with is like very anxious to essentially get things done the right way mm-hmm. in a timely manner. So taking stuff off people's plates isn't gonna, I don't think make anyone lax. I think there's going to be a big period of people still working harder than ever. And mm-hmm. then enjoying the fact that they're not swamped for the whole mm-hmm. day or whole week. Absolutely. Things are being done more thoroughly and maybe things aren't going to slip through the cracks that may have in the past. So um, I thought that, that was a good one. Good yeah. job there. Yeah. This one's this one's back on on the sellers. Less exterior maintenance upgrades required. I think if and this is when I thought of this, I thought a lot of cosmetic stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't have to replant flowers. Oh yeah. You don't have to mow your lawn every two days. You don't have to make <laughs> sure the bushes are tr- just a lot of stuff mm-hmm. like that where you could make separate points on the necessity of it. But think of when we do CMAs and we talk to clients, it's things that are on their mind. They're like, uh-huh. well, should I do this outside? And should I do that? Should I? And you're like, yeah, it's not going to change anything, but it puts people on edge. Mm. Mm-hmm. The curb appeal aspect, that's actually a good point too. And especially with the summer, we had such a dry, dry summer and people trying to keep up with keeping their lawns green mm-hmm. and, you know, people thinking of that. I think the buyers, I felt, Mary, why don't you uh, pipe in a little bit about like, how were the buyers this summer when they you know, pulled up to the driveway and it's a burnt lawn? Were they reasonable? They're like, hey, there's no water or were they like, oh, they don't have a well? I would say particularly this year, it was a lot more forgiving just Mm -hmm. because it was one of the most fast paced markets from a buyer standpoint that I had seen. They didn't even see the lawn. It was like many people standing on it trying to get into the open house. (laughs) Basically, get me into the the house. Does it have three bedrooms? Does it have two baths? Is it moderately okay? All right, Mm. screw, I'm going to put it. Is it inhabitable? Mm. All right, I'm in. Exactly. Like they weren't, the mentality wasn't necessarily on all the finite details, but I do think in a, not a slower, but a normal market, curb appeal goes an extensive way. Um, Mm -hmm. But you're obviously a lot more forgiving, you know, of like, if you looked at my lawn right now, my leaves are everywhere, but I know my landscaper is going to get there and do it. So, but (laughs) buyers are coming in and they're like, all right, they just haven't gotten it, gotten to it yet. Maybe. Mm -hmm. It's just a lot more forgiving, I think. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm sure that's one of those things that subconsciously could potentially lead to the transaction going a little quicker because 
they're forgiving. I'm sure the people looking at the houses, their lawn looks exactly the same. But it's that first yeah. instinct, what we talked about before, where, you know, before you even think about it, there's already a thought in your head, like their lawn's brown. Maybe the inside of the house, they don't keep incredible mm. care of, opposed to, you know, you go to green, bright, lush lawn. Well, think about mm-hmm. this. If you have two feet of snow on the ground when you're showing a house, you don't have an opportunity to look at look at your house and say, oh, that lawn really kind of stinks. And the next door mm-hmm. neighbors is pristine and green. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that, that's yeah. what we'll talk about in a couple of weeks. I think we'll, we will talk about that type of stuff. If you are a buyer, what you should be looking for in the winter. And if you are a seller, some of the things that you have to, you know, if you are on the market that you are responsible for. So um, that's a good one. Anyone else have a, a round table view on that last one that we just talked about the less um exterior preparation you know another thing too though this is sort of silly because one of my big pet peeves is you know the big whales out there with a skimming of you know snow on it because you were too lazy to put it away but if you think about when you do have your house on the market in the spring and the summer and when the kids are out there on their bikes and their skateboards and the sidewalk chalk and all these other things and you know you're trying to wash it off for a showing you're trying to put away all the toys for a showing so even that physical part of things you can sort of you know, put away. Or if you had a swimming pool, it was like, all right, are all the floats out of the pool? Is like, is all the, well, how many times have we had that? Like, all right, if you're coming over to show the house, we were supposed to get rain last night. So I had to put out all the cushions on all the chairs Mm -hmm. and do all that stuff. Like I know even at my house, that's one of the things it's, you know, the pillows come in, they go out. I have these lanterns, they come in, they go out. Um, Setting the stage. Exactly. Exactly. Less stage setting. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Along the lines, talking about really well, we touch base with the attorneys and loans going through. Additional support from your agent. And this is another thing I don't think any oh, of us yeah. would want to admit that we have less time or we take care of our clients less when it's busy, but there's, there's no arguing. If we have more time, there should be more time to dedicate to making sure everything is going correctly. That is certainly a positive if you're looking to sell your house. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'd like to think that we as a team do a good job just because of the four of us. Mm-hmm. We're able to kind of divide and conquer and that isn't necessarily something that we experience on a day-to-day. But I, I can see how if you're not part of a team, um, it's difficult to manage when you're super, super busy being attentive to every single transaction and then when it slows down a little bit having more of that one-on-one mm-hmm. and or not maybe maybe it's not one-on-one but you're able to multitask in a, in a much more efficient way maybe i could see that for sure mm-hmm. yeah i agree yeah, no. <laughs> that's that's my two cents. <laughs> I agree. But, well, that's because you're our like you're our brain, making sure that we are where we're supposed to be. So, like, the team functions for a, for a reason t- to make sure that that isn't something that we come across as an obstacle. But w- this is a different scenario, right? So we're talking about individual agents that might not have the luxury of a four person team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Even if we talk about being places or physically being there and that type of stuff, it it leaves more room and time for kind of next level discussions or next level thoughts about the process or what should be done or what shouldn't be done. It's it's not just a numbers game where you know I only have time for A, B, and C. It's you. you it gives you more of an opportunity to kind of have 
what again I call it next level conversations with the clients or with the buyer's agents to to make sure everyone is on the same page. Oh yeah, and this time um, this time of year is when a lot of agents use their time wisely in implementing new systems and kind of perfecting what they have, kind of like honing in because they don't have the opportunities to do that when it is super busy. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I like. Right. We're down mm -hmm. to the last two, and again, <laughs> this is these are the two big ones that this is no questions asked these are the pros for selling your home in the winter and it's uh -huh. never going to change and no one's going to disagree not to say the last eight we've talked about are not important but these are the ones right here uh -huh. the first one is primary, winter right oh the, ah. win, winter brings out more serious buyers uh -huh. without a doubt i 100 percent agree and I'm not even sure that it brings them out. However, Keeps they're out there. there. Yeah, they're still out there, you know, so they were probably looking through the spring and the fall and didn't get their offer accepted in the summer. So they're there. So the like the non-serious ones are probably like, oh, I'll just wait until the spring until more things come on mm -hmm. the market. And that's also, if you think about that, that's why I love a round table, by the way. If you think about that, you know, those buyers are thinking, oh, I'll just, I, I'd rather wait until the spring to see if there's anything better. So it's almost like a house, how committed are they going to be anyways? Do you know what I mean? When that time comes, are they going to be picking and choosing? Or, you know, I think that the, the buyers that come out this time of year or stay out this time of year, they don't interrupt you as much, you know, they'll set up an appointment. If you have an open house, they'll be prompt and on time. I mean, look at Chris, how many, I wonder how many people he had, but he ended up with seven offers. Yeah, I'm sure a lot. Yeah, I mean, when I was there, it was quite busy. So Mark and I popped in there on Sunday just to see what was going on. And um, he did a great job, by the way. He's very, very personable out there with people. Um, but, you know, so if you are home and you're like, it's such a distraction, like you just want to be home, you just want to be settled, like with, you know, the holidays and everything, just know you'll have less interruptions and you'll, you will have serious buyers. And with this whole new COVID push, um, definitely we are taking all measures to make sure that you are, you know, that we're protected, the clients are protected, you're protected, everybody is protected. Uh, so I think that getting people into the house is a good thing. I, th I think just to add on to that too, it's an even, so maybe a better way of saying it isn't like you have- Oh, so the way I said it was what? No, 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 Subpar, no, no, no. She's like, saying. no, no, no. <laughs> winter brings out more serious buyers. It really is winter filters out the non-serious buyers. Okay, yeah. So mm -hmm. it, it's just a flip on it. So, because if- it's more serious agents too. Like if I'm out there trekking around in Nemo, which I did in 2015, showing 10 houses, <laughs> that was a real mm -hmm. client. Like they really needed to get into that house. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't, there was no game. There was no playing. It was, this is what you want for the house. Here I am. I'm going to give it to you because nobody wants to be out here in the snowstorm anymore. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that's a fantastic sign. As much as you don't want to be taking care of your house or leaving your house, Neither do the people seeing it. And if there are people seeing it in that, yeah. it's a mm -hmm. it's a beautiful sign. It's something, it's not, you know, a free for all. The neighbor down the cul-de-sac saw the open house sign and is ready to just jaunt on over because the kids are in the pool. It's like, mm -hmm. they went out of their way. They put on yep. 
They put on boots. <laughs> That's the big one. They put on boots. They put on they a scarf. Up the parking spot in yeah. Boston to drive all the way down here. They're going to drive back and they're going to fight people over a trash barrel so they can get back yeah. in. The mm-hmm. whole thing, the whole to do. It's, and that's the other thing too is I think a lot of people buyer uh, sellers think about oh I don't want to do it in the winter because I feel like I don't want people trucking in mud and I want people for the most part I would say that people are very very respectful of your home during that time and right now I think that you know making sure that the listing agent is talking to the buyer's agent and saying, please just use all measures. Um, I know one year we bought a bunch of slippers, right? I mean, that would be a good idea is to just put some slippers by the door or a bunch of socks, um, you know, so people could put on some socks or we always have the traditional booties where people can put on booties and we've made people do it in the winter. You know, we have a house with all new light tan carpeting, please put on the booties. So we have ways of making sure that the house is not, you know, um, well, there's forethought destroyed. That right? Like there's, but, we're thinking, we're thinking like a forethought that goes into prepping it. Like we're, we're like, all right, there's white carpet. We have a plan for that. We have a plan. Uh-huh. Your agent's gonna have a plan for it. Yeah. Nobody's just gonna let somebody trekking in with muddy boots. I hope. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, did. The, the people seeing the house, I don't, I don't want to say they're nervous, but they, they don't know who they're interacting with. And they understand that just because they can afford it and want it doesn't mean they get it. They know that to submit an application uh-huh. and or I should say offer application or whatnot, but they're not there to make enemies. If, if you are respectful, whatever you ask for, uh-huh. hopefully they oblige. That's a good point. They, yeah, I'm not going to let them in because <laughs> they were the third showing and they left mud all through my house. Yeah, it's <laughs> like they, not going to mean anything then. <laughs> yeah, they mm. exactly. They they're just as much trying to make a good impression as as mm-hmm. you are. Yep, absolutely. Very true. One more in us. One, one more. more. The most important one. Low inventory. Sharon, what's your favorite line? Oh, I have many. Um, you'd much rather be one of less inventory than one of much inventory. So that's where we are right now. And, you know, just low inventory. We've been through this through COVID anyways. As we get into these winter months, we'll probably see more of it. Um, so you're much better off because the buyers don't have anything to choose from. So that's when our reloads come into town. And, you know, the, the serious buyers are out there, like all of these people who still need to find a house. One thing I know for sure is housing definitely doesn't go away. There's a lot of moving and shifting going on right now, if you think about it, because a lot of people are still leaving the city. They, I watched the news this morning, by the way. I can no longer do that. Um, I'm back to where I was at the beginning of COVID. So I'm taking uh, Lisa Cullity and Ken McCormick's advice. I'm not going to watch the news anymore. But it broke my heart. I actually went to bed crying last night because there was a woman who has been working for Marriott for 16 years and doing events and event planning. Marriott being the second biggest hotel in Boston. And they just laid off thousands of people. So all these people who have dedicated their life to this industry so people like us can go into the city and enjoy the pops and stay in a nice hotel just lost their jobs two weeks before Thanksgiving. So I feel like, hey, Marriott, you know, maybe sell the house up in Lake Winnipesaukee and let these people still have a job, you know. Um, But these people, they're not going to be able to afford where they are. 
you know, the rent, um, that whole thing with the rent is no longer there, right? I mean, the federal aspect of it is, but the state isn't. So where are they going to go? They're going to have to move. Yeah. And she, it looked like by all means, this woman had a good job, you know, um, she, not that there's any bad job, but I feel like what if she owned a condo in the city or something? So are these people going to be selling their condos and trying to find rentals or to find something smaller and more affordable? Yeah, maybe further up I, the city because they didn't need to be so close. Mm-hmm, it's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, they're not to, they don't have to be in the city anymore. It broke my heart, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much time we have left. We have, yeah, we have four seven, minutes left. Four minutes. Okay. Yeah. I won't hold the time. You guys talk. Um, well, we can continue this little part, um, this this last part, and then maybe give a little sneak peek of what's coming on the market this week. Um, mm. And um, uh, but you know, with the inventory, are you shaking your head? Down? I'm so cold. Oh, <laughs> she's cold. <laughs> the heat's back on. Um, mm. Yeah, so I'm just like reading through these articles and stuff like that. And, and, you know, yes, the housing inventory is low, but it's also, you know, a great opportunity to maybe put your house on the market uh, like a little bit higher than you probably would have. Um, It's it's test the market. Yeah, yeah, test the market Um, right now. Like if you're not in like the super rush to move, you know, and you haven't you know, found anything, then, then yeah, test the market and see sort of what, where you're at and where you, what you can get. And, um, but like we said, you know, higher priced homes tend to sell in the winter time. Um, and, you know, being less inventory, you know, you, you could potentially get more money for your property. Um, I, I definitely want to talk about our new listing, but on your point, Melissa, what's so important about that is that, um, I lost it. <laughs> That's such a good point, but I was letting you talk. Um, putting your house. All right, forget it. Just let's tell everybody about the new listing and I'll try to think about it. <laughs> I can't believe I lost it. <laughs> okay. um, Mary or Justin or Sharon, would you like to talk about our new listing coming on the market? Is it coming on tomorrow? It's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. tomorrow. I don't know if the pictures came in yet. Did the pictures come in? I haven't Dusty. seen anything. Nope, we haven't gotten our pictures yet, so we'll be on tomorrow or Thursday. Um, but we have a great new listing. The address, drum roll please, is 9 Country Road in Hanover. It is a wonderful, wonderful home, great, great location, um, wonderful, wonderful lot, probably one of the nicest ones in that little subdivision area. It's beautiful corner lot. It's a three-bedroom raised ranch, brand-new septic system going in. So I'm not sure if she's going to make it a four or if it's staying a three, um, but we know it's a three. Um, Traditional uh, layout of a um, raised ranch split-level home. So with the bedrooms in the living area on the first floor and a great big yard. It's beautiful, so convenient, right off of Route 123. You can easily get to the highway from here. You, anywhere, wherever you're going, you can get there easily from this property, which makes it so appealing. Right um, even if you're Pond. going the other way, hmm? right near Hackett's Pond. Yes, yeah. you. Yep. Even if you were going Route 24, you could go the other way through Abington and get up there that way to get to 495. So this is a great, great home. It's going on for 499, right? Yes. 499. Okay. 
Um, so we will be having open houses this weekend from uh, Saturday, Sunday from 10 to 12. Again, it's 9 Country Road in Hanover. If you want additional information about that, feel free to give me and my team a call. My cell phone number, 781-294-4848, 781-294-4848. Or you can contact the office at 781-826-8000. 781-826-8000 and we can give you more information about that and set you up with an appointment or if you have an agent have your agent call us they'll know how to get us Amen. yeah looks like we're all good.